Hello, everyone. Welcome to June's episode of Keep It Real with Rachel Sinclair, and we are going to talk about friendship. Our guest today is my resident expert on friendship, my longtime friend of 13 years, Mallory Marcus, otherwise known as Mally Mal. We are going to talk about what makes a strong friendship, sweet moments throughout our friendship, and stories when we were not the best friends to each other, like at all, and how we worked through that. You'll also hear some pretty embarrassing yet funny stories from our junior high and high school years. And Mal's grandma, Honey, makes a special appearance at the end, although she did not quite know what was happening. We recorded this while we were at the beach and Honey was delivering fresh towels. (laughs) So precious. Anyway, this episode is sweet, it's very real, and it's pretty funny too, so I hope you enjoy. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, just click the subscribe button, and that way you'll be sure to get every new show. Thanks guys, happy listening. This is so fun. Welcome Mallory to the podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Um, I think I told you when you first started the podcast, I think my first question was, when do I get to be on it? And you get to be on it for National Friendship Month. Yeah. Which is June, or National Friendship Day. I think this is true. I saw this at one point and got it in my head. So if it's not, we're just going to make it National Friendship. It is now. It's our day. You know what I think about every time I've thought about this episode? No, what? (laughs) Is the I Love Lucy episode where she and Ethel get the same dress and they sing the song and they're like, Friendship! Yeah, it's It's like friendship, and they're all like really secretly mad at each other, but they just sing this whole. <laughs> they're like, song. "We're gonna be friends." Dang it! Uh huh. <laughs> We're very normal. Um, but Mally Mal is my best friend. You have been. We figured out for thirteen years. Thirteen so years. We've put in our time, I would say. And I, I would introduce you slash can introduce you, but also I feel like anybody who knows me probably knows you or knows That's of it. you. So. Yeah, and I would say the same thing about you. I would yeah. say most of my stories start with one time me and Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Know. So, okay. Well, we will give some background on how we met. Well, actually, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself first? Oh, gosh. Um, sure. Just how old you are, you know. Yeah, so I'm 23. I'm a year younger than Rachel. Um, Our birthdays are very close. Very close. We're nine days shy of a full year apart. Right. So I'm 11-11. She's 11-20. We met at church when we were really young, like kids in in children's ministry, Um, and have just stayed super close. Supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. Because we don't... We really don't know. We really don't remember. We were talking about this earlier. There's not... Like, I don't remember meeting you. Yeah, neither do I. I've never known this person, but now I do. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. What I do remember um, is that we were in this church play together. It was a NASCAR-themed play. I don't know how that related to Jesus, but somehow it did. And I was (laughs) Speedy Cheney, the hero. And I wore this yellow NASCAR jumpsuit. And Mallory was... (laughs) I was like the villain. I can't remember what my name was. I wore, there there was a track suit involved. There was a blue track suit involved or maybe coveralls perhaps. The villain's manager. Yeah. Like who was like stoking him to do whatever bad deed he was supposed to do. Whatever bad deed you can do on a NASCAR. Right. In a NASCAR race. I don't know. But Rachel was always like the good one. And I was always the bad one in the church place. 
until finally she graduated out of the church ministry. And I was like, yes, I can finally be the Christian good one now. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I had to be a PE coach that year. So. Oh, you were a PE coach. I was. Yeah. That was another matching tracksuit. So. Oh, yeah. Good times. Why the tracksuits? Listen, Air Postal was popular, man. That's oh just my gosh. what was going on then. Those were the days. But anyway, okay. So we met in church and became just like best friends yeah inseparable I guess is like the best word for it yeah and um we didn't go to the same high school didn't go to the same college college. nope but we have stayed friends like yeah and I think it's I wanted to bring you on here to talk about friendship talk about our friendship and like what we've learned through that and through each other but also to recognize that there are different kinds of friendships and that it's really important for each season um I heard somewhere I don't know where this came from. Somebody, whoever this was, said that you really in your lifetime, you have probably three to five like best friends and everybody's not supposed to be that, you know, but like you are, you are that for me. I think that's true. And I would say you definitely top the list for me. And I think I can confidently say that even though we've only lived 20 to 30% of our life so far. Yeah. But I just know without a shadow of a doubt. And the same thing, like I read somewhere that if a friendship lasts past like seven years or something, Mm -hmm. you're like in it for the long haul, basically. Like you'll have that friend forever. Yeah. Um, And, you know, when I knew I wanted to bring Mal on the podcast, what I didn't want is for this to be a session where it's like, oh, my gosh, our friendship is so great. We're besties. Like, look at all these cute pictures of us. Or like rehashing all of our inside jokes that no one cares about. That feels so weird. Uh, You know, I, I don't want it to be like that. But just a broader conversation about like what we have learned from a rich friendship and what we've learned about other friendships, too. Because another thing that we've talked about is in our stages in life. You know, when I've gone to Nashville, when you've gone to Auburn, we've made other really close friends, but that's not a threatening thing. It's exactly. not, you know, oh my gosh, Mallory has this new super close friend. What if she doesn't like me anymore? Um, and I say that dramatically, but it is kind of a, a thing. It can be yeah. for sure. And so just friendship in general. But to talk about this, I have brought my number one. So <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Yeah, so fun. And I think it's also so interesting that we have been friends through adolescence, through that time period. And there were some seasons where it honestly did not make sense for us to be friends for one reason or another. But it's cool to see how God kept us steady and brought that through, even when personality-wise it didn't make sense. Like, Right. Like, how did we ever make it? Why did you still hang out with me? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the same way, too. Like, why did you not give up on me before now? (laughs) Right, right. Well, then there was also that one summer where we saw each other, like, every every day day. for, what, 46 days? Oh, I think it was longer than that. This... Which I remember at the beginning of the summer, we were like, oh my gosh, we got to sit We sat. Yeah, it was like the last day of school or something. And we sat and figured out, oh my gosh, we get to see each other every single day for like 50 days in a row or something. Because of BBS and camp and an international trip and a concert and all these other things. And and what happened in those 50 consecutive days? Oh my gosh. (laughs) We had... One of our only, like, two major fights. Yeah, we've had two major fights, and they're both around that time, around that age. Yeah, like... We've done pretty good since. It was once, it was that summer, and then the summer after that. 
Yeah. Not that we haven't gone through seasons or, or like times where it's like, oh, I wish I would have said that differently or, you know. Right. Or disagreed things. on things. Yeah. Yeah. Because we definitely <laughs> have. Oh, um, yeah. But we've only had, and it, it's funny now because we refer to these situations as like infamous, like, like the, the hat, <laughs> the hat or the pizza restaurant to parlor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's funny to Do you want to tell the hat story really quick. Why? Sure. Why, I don't even know why. Okay. So this was, why were you? Mad I, at me? Oh, I totally remember. <laughs> so, and I will say this is a moment that I am probably one of the moments in my life that I am least proud of. That's ridiculous. It was over a well, rainbow hat. But it it was more than that. Well, it, yeah. So, okay. But I know I was being snippy, too. I can be a pill sometimes. You, well, you know that. You can see <laughs> <laughs> And it's interesting to, like, know what I know about you now uh-huh. and realize. <laughs> Again, so at this age, we were, like, 14 and 15. Yeah, 13 and 14. Some, 14 and, we and 15, yeah. Going on a youth mission trip to Latvia, Latvia, which is a small European country next to Russia. This was at the tail end of our, like, 50-day stretch or whatever <laughs> of being together. And <laughs> as some 14-year-old girls are wont to be, I had this mega crush on this boy at school. That is what it was about. That's totally what it was I about. I forgot that. It was never about your hat. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> I have confided in Rachel that at 14, I'm well convinced that I am in real live, true love with this boy. Well, this does go kind of deep. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we have spent this week together in Latvia. We are tired. We're hungry. We're ready to be home. We're sick of each other. On If we get right down to it, we were sick of each other. Yeah. I mean, we loved each other. Yes. And we were friends, but it was like, I've seen you too much. Too much. <laughs> Like sisters that are stuck in the house on a rainy day, but it's like the ninth rainy rainy day mm-hmm. in a row on summer yeah. vacation. Yeah. So we are s- sitting on the plane ride home, and Rachel had bought in one of the like roadside markets while we were there this rainbow knitted style hat. It was beautiful. I loved that hat so she, much. And it's funny because even now we joke because I love colors and patterns and Mal is Miss Neutral. I love a good neutral. So I was like, neon rainbow hat. Woo. <laughs> and I knew when she bought it, this was before I was angry at her. Yeah. I knew when she bought it that she really loved it, but I never would have picked like, it out I and really didn't. really loved it. Yeah. But I like didn't like it at all. Right. But and I, I kind of knew that. Yeah. Even when you were like, yeah, it's cute. Like, but it at looks least, like you. Exactly. But at least in that moment, I had the wherewithal to not be like, this is the ugliest creation. You knew I genuinely loved yes. it. And even now, I feel like if that similar situation were for today, you'd be like, I would never wear that. I would never wear you that. love it and it looks great on you. So do it. Yes. So anyway. Yes. Um, so I got the hat. So she buys the hat and it's in the top of her carry-on. And I start to tell her that I really think that I have these strong feelings for this boy. And we basically get in an argument over whether or not this is real and if she's even capable of love. This is a really bad moment for me too because I'm 14. Miss Practical and I was like, you're not old enough to know what love is. I'm not old enough to know what love is. Like, you're 
feelings are fake. Yeah. And like, it's ridiculous that we're having this conversation. So it's interesting. This shows off kind of a weak moment of both of our personalities. Yeah. So listening to you, she kind of said that to me and it really kind of cut me, but I don't think she intended it to, but this is what I'm, I thought like, I know what's best for her. Right. And in the end, it ended up, she was right. It's not that I didn't love him, but he was bad news. And she was right right in telling me that. That was not the right way to handle your feelings and your emotions and your. Well, and neither was this. So Rachel had hurt my (laughs) feelings. And this is what I'm unproud of. I knew. I mean, it's funny now. Yeah, it's funny now. But I knew in this moment, the closest thing I could reach for that would really, truly hurt her. I looked her square in the eye, narrowed my eyes and said, I hate your hat. And then I cried (laughs) on the plane. On the plane. (laughs) As we sat next to each other for the next, what, three hours? I was like, I love that hat. And yeah, yeah, we just, <laughs> and yeah, we both just hurt each other and I don't know how we got over it, but we did somehow. I mean, I don't, again, tired, jet lag, hungry, p- p- hormones, who knows, but, um, <laughs> it was bad. It was. Yeah. But then, I mean, honestly, I, I still have it, but I don't know that I've ever worn it. I scarred you for life. I'm sorry. You should wear it. I mean, now it's, it's a little orange, but that was one of the moments where I think we learned a lot about each other. Even if we didn't realize it at the time. We did. I mean, I did. I learned that I need to listen to you and not just spout back my opinion, especially when you're not asking for it. But like your feelings are valid regardless of whether they're right, wrong, whether you think they're right or wrong, where I think they're right or wrong. Like I've got to listen, you know. I think moments like these, even though they're icky moments that we look back on and cringe and say, oh, like I wish like that was a bad moment for us. Mm -hmm. They're teachable moments for us in a friendship that allow us to learn a lot about the other. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, what it really makes me think of is something that like, recently in our friendship we've gotten really into which is the Enneagram yeah um and I think that go ahead and say your number okay so I'm a seven I'm seven I'm a one so seven is my healthy like if I'm in a good state I'm well let's explain what it is for people who don't know yeah so the Enneagram is basically um a breakdown and it says that everyone in the world can essentially be summed up in around nine types and they have like different subsects I guess but there are nine different types and each of them have um, specific like motivations for doing things, things that affect your personalities, um, things that you're particularly good at, things that you're particularly not good at. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what's interesting is Rachel and I are complements of each other. We are. Um, Like when I, when my type is healthiest, I have similar qualities to Rachel's type. And when her type is healthiest, she has similar qualities to me. And we really do balance each other uh, in yes. in those kind of ways. So the one, which is what I am, is called 
the perfectionist, or I really prefer referring to it as the reformer because it's that you see how things can improve and not even that like the colors have to match the right way, but you genuinely want to do the right thing to make something the best it can be. Um, very strong on self-discipline, on structure, and where you can fall short is that you can have a really strong self-critic and you can forget to relax and have fun, which is which, what the seven is great at. Yes. So my type, um, there's different names for it, but my favorite is the enthusiast. Um, we are typically your life of the party. We love to have fun. Um, we're into a bunch of different things. We're kind of like jack of all trades. Like we know a little bit about a lot. You are the enthusiast. We are. We're, we're enthusiastic. We are positive, like to a fault. We will find. You're the dreamer. We are. We're the dreamers and visionaries. We love a big idea, but we're not so hot on the execution. Like it bores <laughs> us kind of. We're just ready to move on to the next big thing. Yeah. Um. But I think the biggest key thing and something that, I feel like I am like want to do is we will find the silver lining in the cloud. Like we can reframe anything to make it a good thing or a positive thing. Um, but the thing that we are worst at is feeling and dealing with negative emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, so unless we're in control of those things, we would rather just compartmentalize it, pack it away and say, we'll deal with this later and make a joke out of it if we're hurt or if we are sad or something like that. Um, the other aspect of being a seven that can be tricky to deal with is that a lot of times um, we can be sort of unfocused or scattered, which is not a healthy thing, but it can happen because of how interested we in and we are in, in so many different things. Right. Right. Um, so Rachel kind of, I guess like grounds me and says like, Hey, these big ideas that you have, they're so awesome, but let's think about the practicality of like how we can make something like this happen. Or mm. she helps me like be self-disciplined and figure more practical things out that are not so abstract maybe, um, right. Like something seems abstract and we can be like, actually, actually it's not. Let's uh -huh. figure Let's take practical steps to figure like this out. <laughs> right. Oh, she loves a spreadsheet, but it, no, it's awesome. It, and in practicality, that looks like things like helping me make a budget mm. or, um, this is like an elf when he's like, tell us, tell us anybody. <laughs> I know it's not like that. <laughs> Baritone, he brings down a whole octave in the elf choir. Yeah. Well, even just with decisions, sometimes it's like, yeah, we've got all these things, but let's, it's either A or B, or B. and maybe a C, but like probably A or but B. But probably A or B. Yeah. And then by and that same token, I kind of help Rachel, I feel like maybe let loose a little bit. Yes. And not even just like, Let's party, but more like give yourself a break. Like you're doing real good. You're trying real hard. Like y you're doing your best mm -hmm. and perfection is not required of you. Yeah. And, and not again, not imperfection is like everything has to be coordinated and match. But for me, it's more like 
getting things done, I never feel like I get everything done. There's always more that I want to do that are good things, but it's like I can relax and be satisfied and have and be proud of like what I have done without finishing my list. That really never ends if we're going to be right. honest. And you, I mean, I have called you sometimes, you know, we're just talking and sometimes I will, I'll just be like, I'm in a bad mood and I just go off on everything. And then it's like, I know that you're going to be there and be like, you know what? It's okay. Like you've done really well. And like you give me permission that you help me give myself permission to relax. Exactly. Sounds like I'm such a tightwad. I no, mean, I'm- you're really not. I think you and something that I so admire about you is you have such focused ambition. Mm-hmm. You very, very much so know what you want. Yeah. And I think you're very eager to get there. Um, But, you know, Rome was not built in a day. And I want you to be able to give yourself grace to have balance. Yes. And do things that you love to do, do things that you want to do but also do the things that need to be done. Yes. Yes. And you really help me, help me do that. Um, one question that I wanted to ask is what is something you think about? What is one thing about our friendship that has helped us stay friends for so long and helped us connect on such a real level? Well, I think (laughs) this feels like a pageant. (laughs) I know a question out of the box. I'm trying really hard not to say (laughs) like or um. Oh, per the other podcast where I donated to charity when I said like or um. (laughs) Yeah. I can edit you out. No, it's okay. Um. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. It's so hard. It's hard. It's hard. When you're put on the spot like this. Something about our friendship friendship that has helped it last. That maybe every friendship doesn't have. Or it's hard to get there. Okay. I would say, obviously, the fact that our friendship is so rooted and has always been rooted in Christ and propelling each other, sometimes in a rather forceful way, towards deeper relationship with him, I think that's obviously number one and key. Um and that's true of any relationship, of a marriage, of a family relationship, of mm-hmm. a mentoring relationship. Right. I mean, anything. And if you're a believer. If you're a believer. It's hard to find deep, close friendship. Not that you can't have close friends, but your number one people need to be encouraging you in the way of Christ. Absolutely. Um, And that is something that has always been true of our friendship. Mm-hmm. I can look back on so many different times um, in my life where I have had questions or I have been, you know, maybe making some decisions that I knew were not right or um, just was living in a manner that I knew was not what the Lord wanted for me. And... Rachel has never stopped being my friend through those things, but she has always been quick to point me back to the Lord, even when, and I would say, especially when that was not the answer I wanted. Mm. I can think of so many times, especially in my wretched teenage years, (laughs) when 
I would have these problems or these things that I just thought, oh, the world is ending. And I would come to Rachel and I would want a practical solution of like, here's something that you can do like right now. And her answer would always be, you've got to hand it over to the Lord or you need to pray about this or you know what the Lord is asking of you and that's what you need to do. Mm. And I wanted like a practical, you can go get in your car and do this or <laughs> you need to text this boy this or say this to this person and feel fine about yes, it. Yes, and feel <laughs> fine about it or you can slam the door in your mother's face or whatever, yeah. but that was never the answer. And so this is a real question like from me. Why why did you stay friends with me? If that's not what you wanted to hear. Because I knew it was what I needed to hear mm. deep down. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's one thing. Yeah. I mean, kind of like you said, saying hard truths, even when it's hard in the right way, because we've definitely said those to each other in the wrong way. Before. Absolutely. Myself, like really majority. <laughs> Exhibit A, the hat story. Yeah. Majority included. But I mean, even on other things. And I try to I've tried to learn that now. Um I mean, we definitely have an open door policy of for sure. I mean, you've said even about, you know, boyfriends, husbands or whatever. Mallory has made me swear. Like if there is something wrong, you better tell me. You, I don't care if I don't want to hear it. Like you tell, tell me. me. Absolutely. And I think that honesty is something that's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that by saying it, we're not threatening the friendship. It's yes, absolutely. Even um, if we totally disagree we're still going to be friends. Yes. You know, and we probably won't totally disagree in the no, end. <laughs> yeah, no. And I mean, we've had instances like that before where we start talking about a subject that we're on two polar opposites of. And by the time we get to the end of the conversation, we're like, okay, I see your point. Like <laughs> we really do. Okay. Maybe you're right. You know, be like blah, blah, blah. And she's like, that's what I said. Oh, that's what I started okay. with. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, back to your the answer that it's rooted in pointing each other towards Christ. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing that really is important is understanding that how you receive something like words or how you perceive a certain action is not necessarily how this other person will perceive or receive those words or actions. You have to take that other person. And this is like kind of why I brought up the Enneagram. It has helped me so much understand you and like how your brain works, I guess. Uh And so I know you. Yeah. So we know like, okay, if I do this, I may not mean it in this type of way, but that's how she's going to take it. And so it helps me understand, okay, if I'm going to say this to her, I need to present it in this manner. Or I need to say, hey, I'm going to say this to you. I do not intend it to hurt your feelings, but it's something that I feel like I need to say. Yes. And same, like a simple practical example is letting you dream and process and not yes. just shooting down ideas like they're you know like they probably like, deserve to be no because you do have good and beautiful and brilliant ideas but 
again, that's part of just sort of lightening up. Um, like a recent example that was, that was funny was <laughs> we, in the youth group, we went on a mystery trip and it was this, <laughs> she's laughing. It was this <laughs> youth thing where we didn't know where we were going until we got on the bus and it was so fun. And you know, I'm, we have all these great memories. Like, Oh yes. Every year at spring break, we're like, it's been this many years since mystery trip. Yeah. And you know, being a one, being very conscious, I'm very careful with money. I'm very just strategic and planning things out. And I want to know. I want Rachel make loves a plan. She wise, loves an itinerary. Wise decisions. Good decisions. Wisdom everywhere. But anyway, so Mal texts me and our other friend Penny. And she's like, guys, I have the best idea. Since it's been 10 years since the mystery trip, how about the three of us take a mystery trip? I'll plan it. Y'all won't have to know anything. And I'll handle everything. All you have to do is show up and we're going to have the best time. And all I get from Rachel is. Do you remember what I actually said? I don't remember you saying anything. It was like crickets. This is the point. It's like I've learned. Because in my head, I was like, uh. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> on this, no account. On what money? Like, I want to know what I'm spending my money towards. Do I have enough days to take off work? Blah, blah, blah. Like, all these things are just running my head. But instead, I said, hmm, that's a fun idea. I'll have to think about it. Or I'll consider it. And, of course, she texts back, so no. <laughs> <laughs> but we both understood kind of what each other was thinking. And- right. How we process. Yeah, that. that's that's really true. <laughs> but it's it's funny. Yeah. So we kind of balance each other in that way. But like, yeah, like I didn't receive that like harshly or right. It was like, oh, haha, haha. Probably is a lot to ask of this <laughs> of this person. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was just a crazy harebrained idea I had. Like, on, on back to your reg- regularly scheduled programming. Yeah. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> um, one of the things that I think has kept our friendship so strong um is that we I don't even know how to say it but we both accept accept each other right where we are no matter what that looks like not saying we approve of it but we welcome the person like they are and I don't recommend this to anyone who's trying to make a friend being like well hey I've known this person for two weeks let's do the test let's see but it is something that I think those really deep friendships have and it's because I never have to pretend with you not even in a superficial way like oh I didn't wear makeup but I have like you've called me before and you're like how are you and I'm like honestly I'm in a really bad mood and I'm not like that all the time but you don't see me for the moment. You see me for who I am. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really true. Um, one of my best friends from college, she and I were roommates. And um, she was always very put together, very, you know, she was into everything, straight A's, all of this. But she would lock herself in her room to study. And she would wear she would like study in her pajamas and she had these pajamas. They were pink pajamas and they had bears on them, like in pajamas with coffee in their hands. And Mm -hmm. they said in print all over them, I'm a bear in the mornings. And so we all, and they were like her old ratty pajamas that just had been worn out and just were 
like ratty pajamas. And so now when we talk about like, I've seen you in your worst moments, but I still love you. Mm-hmm. We've like the shortcut is I've seen your bare pajamas. Oh, I love and so, that. Like, I've seen your bare pajamas. That is yeah. totally true of us. Like I have seen your bare pajamas and you've seen my <laughs> bare pajamas. Yes. Like our worst moments and our worst like things that we are not proud of in yeah. ourselves and not even just uh not even just like something that we've done wrong but even just saddest moments or most frustrated moments like I right. remember one time after I moved to Nashville but you were still in college I just had a horrible day like ugh, it was bad and you were on spring break I'd forgotten that you were in Waco like with all your friends but I called you and I never cry. Like she never, never cries. Like if Rachel is crying, something really serious is wrong or she's really panicked. Yeah. Or I'm just, yeah, like I'm, I'm spent. But anyway, I was just, I was like at a loss and I called you and I just like ranted, not in a mean way, but just like, I got to get this out. Like I am just, the it had been boiling to the top and I was like, I've just got to let it overflow. And even though we were miles, miles away, like you, you stood behind on your spring break group. And then afterwards you were like, yeah, okay, well like we're about to go to dinner. And then I was like, what? Oh, oh, you're in Texas. Dang it. Like, I'm sorry. But like, and I think, I don't know if you remember this, but I think what I said to you, what I remember saying to you is, you don't have to apologize for letting your guard down with me. Like, yes, it's always okay to feel what you need to feel and be, be however you need to be with me. It's it's such a gift. And, And, and the thing was, I really didn't feel, it was like, Oh, I'm sorry. But then I was like, I don't feel bad at all. Like I know. Because you would have done the same for me. I would have done the same for you. And it's not, we and don't even have to say, I hope it's not a burden. We know it's not. That's exactly what I was about to say is it's not burdensome. And we know it on both ways. Exactly. And I think in our culture of like, you've got to repay things or, oh, you did this. I'll do this. Thank you. This. Thank you. That we yeah. don't want We don't to. keep score. No. And we, and it's kind of bad for us to feel needy or like we, someone else has to do something for us and we can't pay them back, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes you've got to be needy. That's part of friendship. Right. Okay. Do you have any favorite memories? I mean, that's so broad. But, oh, or like man. goofy stories. Goofy stories. I mean, we've done some dumb stuff. Oh, <laughs> heck yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, this was, I guess, me, but you thought it was funny too. Do you know what I'm going to say? I'm kind of afraid. I don't know. I got into this space. Praise the Lord that YouTube was not yet a big thing. (laughs) Now she knows. I know where you're going now. I thought it would be. Oh, I've always wanted to make up plays and do entertaining stuff. But Rachel's creativity is far reaching (laughs) back into her past. (laughs) Far, far reaching. But there was this one one time where I just got I found a video camera. I figured out how to record, <laughs> and um, I just I would do these funny bits, and I thought it was hilarious. But one in particular that we thought was great, we I pretended I don't know why I did this. I pretended I was a monkey, and she I was, roped her brother into this. That was too. the shepherd video. That was the shepherd video. The Mary had a little lamb. He oh. was like the shepherd. What? Yeah, poor Andrew. Poor Andrew. <laughs> 
What in the world? He's this, never this been interested in me, an acting it was career. Me in front of a, <laughs> it was me in front of a wall, my lime green wall, and I pretended that I was a monkey happily eating a banana, and then I got stopped and I choked on the banana. <laughs> And that was it. And I thought this was so funny. And we played it. And then we showed it to our friend, Miss Emily, at church. And Who thought- we ended up, like, <laughs> our friend, Miss Emily, she was, like, 15 years older than us. Right. We were kids at this point. We were. But she was still our friend. And yes, now she's, and like, she our loved real us. friend. Like, yeah. We're kind of grown-ups. And, uh, shout out to you, Miss Emily. And shout yeah. out to Pie. Pie. Oh, her daughter. Um, so But anyway, cute. she just, I'm sh- I can't imagine her watching this video of me pretending to be a monkey choking on a banana and she's like you're so talented like what and we like howled and laughed at it for forever we thought it was was so funny so so funny oh we tried to write a book that one time oh we did one summer we had this grand idea that we were gonna write a book together for real and I think this was like mom (laughs) yeah for real mom and I think this was like maybe before google docs existed oh yeah (laughs) so it was like we were either we were emailing this back and forth yeah Yeah, we tried to write a a, co-write a book now that was a good time which I think it is funny because we have, like, in recent years talked about how oh, we, we would like to, write a, book together. to write a book together or, like, co-host a talk show together. <gasps> that would be so fun. We would love it. Yeah, we want to be the next Kathy Lee and Hoda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can dream. Of course you can. I can have an imagination. I'll support your big dreams. Thanks. I'm here for that. I'll dream them. Um, Another thing, this isn't a story, but it's a a funny thing that we do is to keep in touch. I mean, we always keep in touch, but but through long distance, we play Scattergories together, our favorite game, via FaceTime. Weird that nerdy. That's how you know you love someone. (laughs) We both love it. and It's so fun. And Mallory is brilliant. And even though I'm a wordy girl, she beats me. Probably, I would say like 87% of the time. Oh my gosh, I think that's generous. That's I was going to say like okay. 65. Oh, that's nice. Probably 70. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe 70. <laughs> Although I will say we have um, been threatened to have it taken away in earlier years. By both of our mothers. By both of our mothers because we never like truly fought about categories. No. We but just, they thought we did. We would get in heated discussions. Like we're not actually mad at each other. We're just we're just discussing. competitive. Yeah, yeah. But that's a fun thing that we do. We love still magnolias. We do. We can quote just about the whole movie. Sometimes we haven't done this in a while, but occasionally, if we'll text a quote from the movie, we'll just start texting quotes from the movie back back and, and forth. forth. We've gone like forty. We really at have. Least. We've done that one with. We've done that with Steel Magnolias. We've done it with Get Smart. Yes, another favorite of ours. Oh, if you've never movie. seen Get Smart with Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway and Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Alan Arkin and Alan Arkin, you <laughs> need to do yourself a favor and go watch that movie. It's a good one. Oh my gosh. Okay, as we close out the podcast, let's think of. Well, three three pieces of advice is a lot. Let's try to come up with three pieces of advice amongst the two of us. That seems reasonable. Okay. For people who are looking to grow friendships. And that can be a deep, lifelong friend. And I and that just kind of comes. I feel like that's kind of hard to like put your finger on. But also, a lot of people who listen to this and who are our friends are in new seasons where you're in a new spot, you're in a new job, yeah. and sometimes you just need somebody physically where you are. Like, yes. Not your best friend across the country, but where you are. Where you are. So, 
What would be some pieces of advice to give people just about friendship Mm. based off of what we've learned? Okay, I think this is a key piece of advice. Friendship, like anything else worth having, takes investment. Mm. And you write, you write. (laughs) Yeah. So, and that means different things. Um, I think time is something that friendship requires a good investment of. Even if quality time is not your mm-hmm. love language. Yeah. Um, or this other person's love language. But spending time with someone has a strange way and not to say that every single person that you spend an inordinate amount of time with will be your best friend no but it's but to be grow there. a friendship it really does take quality time together and might I add awkward uncomfortable times yes because you don't for sure. know you've got to see their bare pajamas well yeah and even before you get to that you you don't know if they're going to be a best friend so sometimes you you have to say yes to things that maybe you're not really excited about. Yes. But you do it anyway. And that's part of meeting that person where they are. Yes. So that they'll meet you where you are. Yeah. But then at the end of the night, you're really connecting. Yes. You know, you've got to start with small talk. And I think it, it, that's part of investment too. Like you're investing effort into getting to know that person. Mm -hmm. Um, or effort into doing things that they enjoy that you maybe might not. Yeah. Yeah. But you do it because you care for that person. You love that person and you, you want to have a strong friendship with them. Mm -hmm. Like Rachel hates to shop. I love shopping, (laughs) but you know, she'll shop shop with with me, but also she can say to me, Hey, I'm like really done let's go home and watch a movie or play a game or yes. something. Uh, I, and I'm like, okay, like, I'm like, Hey, shopped out. I'm shopped out. I'm done. Can, can or you sometimes rest? I can even look at her and say, you're shopped out. You're done. Let's mm-hmm. go home and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And she's like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's a good one. Okay. Quality what do time. you think? Hmm. I think this is something that I've learned a lot and am learning but is listening to the other person. Yes. And taking time to ask, not just to ask questions, but actually listen to their answers and try to get yourself in their shoes and understand what they're feeling, how they're feeling. And that, I mean, I guess that is part of investment is being together. Yes. And having that, but I I think think that's that's true. And I think something that I am kind of learning right now that I will admit I haven't always been very good at is um, listening to some like really listening, actively listening to someone mm-hmm. and not thinking of what you're going to say next. Yeah. Like that's really good. hearing that person out. And it's okay to say, okay, that's an interesting point. Let me think on that for a second. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then respond with something insightful rather than just spouting off whatever you've been thinking of to respond in your brain. Right. But actually absorbing that. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Investing in a friendship, really listening to that person. Mm-hmm. You know what I just thought about? What? This is really sweet and, and sad. This oh my gosh. But it's, it's good. Am it's, I going to cry? I'll probably maybe. cry. We were coming back on a bus from some trip. Oh, I'm totally going to cry. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to cry because I don't know. Uh, it takes a lot for me to cry, but I might. Um, but we were coming back on this bus and my Nana had been really sick. And we basically like we knew it wasn't good, but we didn't know the final thing yet. And we're coming back from this week long trip. And so, you know, my parents had kind of given me vague responses, but I was on Facebook in the back of this bus. And one of my relatives had posted and on their status like, please be praying for our family. We found out that there's nothing that can be done for Patsy today. And like, it's just going to be, you know, a matter of time. Yeah. A matter of time. And I remember it's weird how things like you read things and it like, doesn't go through you, you know, you're yeah, like, I just, just have register. It. And yeah, it was like an out of body experience, but then, and everybody's playing games, card games and talking and you could like, just tell something was off and, you're like, what? You know, we were kind of in the back until you came and sat by me and you're like, what's what's wrong? And and I told you and then I just like started. You crying. realized. Yeah. And and like there was no like my parents were going to want to tell me that, you know, but they couldn't. And um, and you just held me like you literally held me. And I like laid in your lap and cried. And I remember you just stroked my hair. Oh, I know. And, um, and you didn't say like, well, maybe if she does this treatment or maybe if she does this, or you were just like, I'm so sorry. And I love you. And I'm so sorry. And like, I'll cry with you. Yeah. And I think that's what friendship is sometimes. So sweet. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) And that's like, it is. I mean, that, that is what friendship looks like sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I okay, I guess this will be my last yeah. piece of advice. Yeah. Um because you've done it for me like countless times. Mm-hmm. Get in the trenches with your people. Mm-hmm. Like there will be times when your people need you to fight with them, need you to carry them, need you to be there. Yeah. And sometimes that literally looks like holding your best friend on a bus while she cries and telling other people with your eyes to get away. (laughs) You know, don't ask what's wrong. Like, don't ask questions. Literally, goodbye. Yeah. Um. It can, it, it just can look like so many different things. Do you want to come join the podcast? Who's this? Hello. Sorry, there's a suitcase Honey, in the way. Oh. Honey, oh, it's Mallory's grandma. <laughs> oh, bringing hi, us fresh towels, fresh warm towels. Honey, you're on the radio, kind of. <laughs> We're doing a radio Tell show. everybody hey on the radio. Do you want to say hello? Honey cares not. Is very concerned with the laundry to be done. You almost have. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay, well, I guess that about wraps it up. Be in the trenches with me. Be, yeah. This was so fun. This was fun. I feel like we should pray, but I'm, I'm not, but.
That is the most Rachel Sinclair <laughs> line I have ever heard. <laughs> Dear Father. <laughs> that is a Rachel Sinclair line if I have ever heard one. I hey, think we should pray. Do you know Kate, Kate Roommate and I were eating dinner the other night. This is another good friend from college. We were praying and the person next to us didn't realize it. And she leaned over and goes, is that the four cheese pizza? And then she realized and she was like, oh. <laughs> it was the most awkward thing i was like it's okay it's really fine and then we we're like do we go back to and pray? then you just go just- yes and amen yeah i was like and thank you for this pizza amen <laughs> so we we won't pray but thank you for coming on this of has been really course fun. you guys can let us know if um we should do that talk show that we talked about or yeah if well, we, we just have need to, Mal and Rachel Ray. So yeah, you can ask us about it. Yeah, that's another story. But anyway, all right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.